0: Learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash TalkAwayTheDark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Today on Reset, the world of dance is full of fancy footwork and long, graceful lines, from ballroom and ballet to hip-hop and freestyle. But what does access look like on the dance scene? Like when it comes to those with disabilities? Enter the Momenta Dance Company. We're joined by Sarah Nahara, Artistic and Executive Director of the Oak Park-based Momenta Dance Company. And we also have LaDonna Friedheim, Wheelchair Dancer and Everybody Can Dance teacher for Momenta. She's also the founder of Reinventability, a nonprofit promoting the joy of inclusive dance. Sarah, let's start with you. Tell us about Momenta Dance Company.
1: Sure. Momenta, as you said, is based in Oak Park. We were founded in 1983 by three individuals, Stephanie Clemens, Larry Ippel, and James Tenuta. And in 2003, Stephanie and Larry expanded Momenta's mission to include dancers with disabilities, and we became a physically integrated dance company. But today... We employ disabled staff members, dancers, choreographers, and artistic collaborators like costume designers, sound designers, and musicians. Not only are we staging physically integrated works that include wheelchair dancers or dancers with invisible disabilities, we host classes, workshops, and performances that are inclusive and provide artistic opportunities or experiences for people with all types of disabilities, including individuals who are neurodivergent or have intellectual disabilities.
0: Interesting. I want you to talk more about these physically integrated dances. How is it all arranged?
1: So, I, well, let's talk about rehearsals. Sure. Um, the rehearsal process of of creating a physically integrated or inclusive work. So what that means is we have dancers with and without disabilities that are in the piece together and um, it, it is a different process than creating a work that does not include artists with disabilities. Uh, the first thing, you have to go in as a choreographer with a completely open mind. You cannot go in with a set piece that's ready to be taught. Yeah. You you have to go in and you have to collaborate and you have to get feedback and input from the dancers with disabilities on how the movement works for them.
0: Yeah. I want to bring you into the conversation, LaDonna.
1: How long have you been a dancer?
0: Since I was five years old. Since you were five. So your parents got you started and?
2: They did. Um, I have a degenerative disability. So uh, that means it gets worse as I get older and was unaware that I even had a disability until I was in my 20s. Okay. So I grew up a bun-headed ballerina toddling around Chicago And started to get injured as my body grew and my disability set in. I didn't start using a wheelchair until my late 30s, I think. Okay. Um, And I learned to – so I I danced as a ballerina, and ballet is is not very forgiving. So was that a difficult transition for you? So in my 20s, I started having trouble just walking. I, I wear braces on my legs to walk. And after surgeries that were unsuccessful, it became clear that that I did not have a future in ballet. Yeah, But I wanted to just at least keep taking classes. It was my whole life, my identity, what I thought I'd be when I grew up. And what I heard from my former teachers was that it was too depressing for the other ballerinas to see me crippled. Um and I really wasn't accepted in any dance studios with braces on my legs at all for over a decade. Mm. Then I met Alana Wallace who founded Dance Detour, the first integrated dance company in Chicago and just a pioneer in the field doing this when, you know, very few people yeah, thought it was even possible. And she taught me to dance in my wheelchair, which I do not use all the time. Um, I still get around with crutches and a cane and braces on my legs.
0: Have you seen throughout your years uh, more of an effort to feature dancers with with disabilities in programming and in performances? Yes. We have a movement, (laughs) Um, and and we make progress. Progress
2: is slow. When you've been around for 54 years... (laughs) The nice thing about that is you can look back and see that while it was like pulling teeth, progress was made. So, yes, you sometimes see that happen. And, yes, people are more interested in hearing about what we do, but I think most people, including people with disabilities, don't know that this is an option, and that's a big goal for me.
0: So when you think about what accessibility means to you, right? Which is a question that I, I asked at the top of this this conversation. In the context of dance, what does true accessibility look like? So, accessibility is a tricky
2: term. For you, for an organization to be accessible to every single person in the room is, is almost impossible because there are so many differences. The goal, I think, needs to be to listen to who's in the room, who's coming into the room, and what kind of access will support them. Be welcoming. Have an open mind. And for me personally, of course, the wheelchair access is big. Yeah, That's something everybody should have a handle on. The ADA has been law for a really long time. But surprisingly, uh, you know, ramps don't get shoveled. Elevators are locked. If you're not in your wheelchair, you get shamed for asking where the elevator is. Those kind of things are easy to fix. Yeah. I think also wheelchairs are obvious, but we forget about hearing and vision and sensory overwhelm. I mean, people hear a lot about autism, it, but how to accommodate someone. Is, is much trickier. It's not as obvious. Yeah. But I shouldn't say it's trickier because it, because it's not. It's really about keeping an open mind and being willing to work with people.
0: In an ideal world, do you think that every dance school and every
1: studio would offer classes to people of all abilities, Sarah? Um, yeah, I think, you know, dance should be accessible to everyone. Everyone has a potential for creative... Movement, and um so we we don't want to have barriers to that we We want that to be accessible to everyone, so that definitely could be a, a goal. I agree. Well, everything should be accessible to
2: everyone. I mean, we're all people, and we should all get to go places i I think there's a lot of fear just from a lack of knowledge about, well, what would we do? I have to know how to accommodate this person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, don't be so scared. I also hear a lot of, um well, what about my floors? When I talk to gym teachers oh, or, really? or dance studio owners, well, if those wheelchairs come, what about my floors? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't actually get to discriminate against someone Priorities because of your floor. people. But also, It'll be okay. Um, (laughs) So things like that, right? Should they all be accessible? Well, yeah. Anybody should. If you find that something's not a right fit for an individual, then a discussion about how to make that possible or where might be a better fit. But there should be no barrier otherwise.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about accessibility in the world of dance. To learn more, we are joined by Sarah Nahara, Artistic and Executive Director of Momenta Dance Company, and LaDonna Friedheim, Wheelchair Dancer and Everybody Can Dance teacher for Momenta. She's also the founder of Reinventability. That's a nonprofit that's promoting the joy of inclusive dance. I want to build on that uh, point that LaDonna just made, Sarah, about just fear, right, from the the perspective of, the dance school, right? The administrators. Um, You, Sarah, are not living with a disability. So I wonder from your uh, perspective, if there's ever a worry about perhaps choreography that might come across as offensive, you know, maybe making a dancer's wheelchair feel like a prop of some sort. And how do you avoid something like that?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, So as a choreographer who does not identify as a person with disabilities, um, as I mentioned before, I first make sure that I go in with a very open mind and I'm ready to collaborate with the dancers. I might have a a general outline of what I want, or I know how I want a phrase to begin or end, but then I work with the dancers too get from one place to the next and in movement that works for them. Um, I also try and not take an ableist approach to choreography, and an example of that would be that because I don't have a disability and I'm working with dancers who also don't have disability or dancers who do, that I focus first on the non-disabled dancer and I teach them the phrase and then always leave the... Uh, disabled artists to translate the movement, always Mm -hmm. leaving the responsibility of doing that to them. So I try and, although I don't have lived experience as a disabled person, when I'm creating a choreographic phrase, I can consider that wheelchair dancer, for example, first, and we create movement together and set that. And then have the artist who does not have disabilities translate the movement to their body.
0: LaDonna, you are now a teacher for uh, Momenta's Everybody Can Dance program. Can you tell us about that? And and who can join? Everybody. Everybody can dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, well, we do have Zoom,
2: and we'll be restarting in person. So really it's open to people not only in Chicago but from all over. You know, it, we're inclusive – because we really welcome everyone, and we we watch and listen to what they're what people are able to do, what they're interested in doing, what they like. Um, these classes are meant to be fun and help people's bodies feel better, feel well, as opposed to say, "I don't mean to diss on ballet. I love ballet." <laughs> ballet it's, is you know very, very started
0: for you um
2: and and i can adapt ballet but right that's that's a very specific skill the classes we have anyone could join
1: and adapt and
2: feel comfortable
1: can i add to that sure so um we the those everybody can dance is an inclusive creative workshop movement we teach from a seated position and we'll do exercises and warm-ups. And then we have a community question that's based on a theme. So, for example, maybe um, we're talking about the elements. So we'll ask our participants, What's your, what, what element are you feeling today? And they might say fire. And then we invite them to create a gesture based on their answer. So it might be fingers flickering. And we invite everyone to do that. And then they've all contributed movement, and then we'll put that together and create a dance. So everyone gets to be a choreographer, Everyone is a choreographer and a collaborator, and we do it all together. I love that.
0: Well, you know, LaDonna, you started out by telling us about some of the, the challenges just throughout your dancing career, just because of lack of access discrimination, right, as your body began to change and your ability to move began to change. How does it feel now to see more people with disabilities being given the opportunity to just dance? You're grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: it's such an accomplishment
0: to go from
2: um, after a show that I did with a, a dance school and I had an adult part in their kids' production. And one of the little girls I danced with was walking past me with another little child and said, that's the lady who dances in her wheelchair. And the other kid said, you can't dance in a wheelchair. And this first little girl went on with such pride in her knowledge that, oh, yes, you can. and You know, that... that makes me happy and makes the world better. It it means people who come after me will suffer less, Um, Mm. right? Laws are necessary, but if you don't change people's minds and hearts, well, they build ramps that don't lead to an accessible doorway or things like
0: that. What would you want one of our listeners who may have a physical or an invisible disability what would you want them to take away from today's conversation? Come dance with us,
2: um, right? Come dance with us. There's, there's people out there advocating. There's, we'll throw a family dance party for your whole community. Um, show up. People are not gonna start, and this isn't just for the people with disabilities out there. If we don't ask a venue, are you accessible before we book an event? Well why should they ever care? right? We, we need to show up, we need to ask to be let in. And um, yeah, to kids with disabilities it's it's hard to advocate for yourself. but you can do it and and you can find my website and email me if someone's need.
0: <laughs> Sarah, what do you have to add to that? What, what should folks listening take away from today's conversation?
1: Well, as a director of a dance company, what I am hoping for is that people recognize physically integrated or inclusive dance as its own art form not just making that accessible for our dancers and our staff members and collaborators, but we make our events accessible for audience members who have disabilities and maybe don't want to be dancers, but want to enjoy the arts and see people who look like them on stage. So when we do events, we make sure that our performance, the theater is fully accessible, that our um, guests with disabilities are entering in the same door as our guests who do not have disabilities. They're not asked to go around to the back. Um, the theater has ample seating for wheelchair users. We provide um, American Sign Language interpreters cart captioning, audio description, large print programs. you can bring a service dog. Wow, also um, important. And how can folks reach you? Um, MomentaDances.org. Beautiful.
0: That's Sarah Nahera, the artistic and executive director of Momenta Dance Company, and Ladonna Friedheim, a wheelchair dancer and everybody can dance teacher for Momenta. She's also the founder of Reinventability. That's a nonprofit that's promoting the joy of inclusive dance. Such a pleasure talking to you both. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yasin and edited by Brenda Ruiz. Subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on local news, politics, arts and culture. We drop an episode in your feed every weekday afternoon and Saturdays too. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more tomorrow.